You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. The type of fashion mm-hmm. that you have looks like you took an edible, ran through a thrift store in 30 seconds, and just put together an outfit. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Fresh off filming a new video for Taylor Swift and Boney Vare Exile is Matt Hamilton here. <laughs> hey now. Are you telling me that I don't look good today? You're gonna look me in the eye and say you don't look good, Matt. You look you look good, Matt. I'm Thank just saying you. that That's like you I'm have saying. an you have an outsourced view of how you look. But I, here's what, and this is where I think fashion, and we'll we'll get back to Packers talk in a minute. Yeah, I think fashion please. is personable. <laughs> You own your look, you know what you like, you know, and you have a theme throughout. And so, like, for your look, you are incredibly st- – like, you know your, your fastball. Like, yes. when you're trying to bring your fastball, you can knock it out of the park. And you're knowledgeable enough fashion-wise to be able to help with others. But, like, for your look, mm-hmm. for the Matt Hamilton, hipster chic, you <laughs> – it's, it's, it's not a knock. Like, yeah, it's a no. look you have. And you you can knock even when you're trying to like dress not up but like a little bit nicer. It's still very much you're straight out of a bony bear Taylor Swift still video got right a now. Vibe. You're right. Yeah. So you own, but that's part of fashion is owning exactly. your vibe. And you can chime in on that eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How important is vibe to fashion? I think it's incredibly important. Or confidence, yeah, vibe or confidence. Yes, I think they're both very important. We are also asking the question uh, at ESPN Madison. Our first Iron Jock poll question. Uh, we asked the question: Are the Packers closer to being a one-win team or a three-win team? It's kind of a Rorschach test, really. Yeah. And right now, it's fifty-one percent say one-win team, forty-nine percent, and it's not even clean numbers. It's fifty point seven and forty-nine point three. Right. Uh, forty-nine point three say three wins. So you can chime in on that eight four four seven seven zero thirty-seven seventy-six. Are the Packers closer to a one-win team or a three-win team? Now, Matt, I don't care about the wins and losses for the Green Bay Packers from like a outside observer of the team because this, the wins and losses this year only matter to like LaFleur and obviously the players, but like for the long term, it matters for LaFleur's perception as far as wins and losses. I care about how is Love looking, how is his offense going, and over the last two games, we can clearly say they're regressing. Now, I was listening to William Tausch earlier today, and we had Tausch on our show. Regressing or getting figured out? Well, that's what we'll have to right. decide. They're, they're hand in hand. They maybe got figured out, now they're regressing. They don't have a counterpunch. Uh, totally, totally. Yes. Like, so they go I, I don't necessarily think that the play calls have gotten worse or Love's play has gotten worse. I just think other teams have figured him out a little bit more are and are in places to make him uncomfortable. Right. So, I mean, again, but then his play has gotten worse right. because so they know what he's going to do. Yes. Because what he's going to do. Yeah. So, so like, like, I think they're causal. Like, right. I think they're regressing because teams are starting to figure out what he's good at and what he's not good and at. And what LaFleur is good at. Right. And so, if you can get. Love off the ball. He's not a great. If you love off his spot, he's not a great deep ball thrower. Mm-hmm. And you get him off his spot, the Packers want to get the ball out of their hands quickly. And then all of a sudden, all these things mesh together where they've been figured out for a minute. Yeah. But I think some of these issues could have been 
covered up or solved if the Packers had more veterans on the team? That's what I want to ask right now, 844-770-3776. Did the Packers make a mistake by not bringing in more veterans? For an example, the Carolina Panthers, they added Adam Thielen when they had Bryce Young. Now, anyone that has Adam Thielen on their fantasy team knows that Adam is uh, providing some help there for Bryce Young. Now, they're not winning a lot of games, but you're telling me the Packers couldn't use 38 catches, 394 yards, and three touchdowns right now? Just from like a – he's a gamer. Like these, and mm-hmm. he was not expensive. He's 33 years old. He's not a future piece. But a guy like that could have helped this team a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's essentially getting $8 million a year. And it's really eight and a half, eight and a third. And I guarantee you look into it, it's probably a one year deal, realistically, as far as like right. money long term. So that could have been a guy that could have been helpful. There's other receivers, there's other players out there. Look at the run, quarterback room. You could have added a PJ Walker who was cut by you could have added him late. He was cut by the Bears after the preseason. Like another quarterback in that room. Does that help Jordan Love out? We hear somehow we can take in and be like, yes, Aaron Rodgers. Great mentor, like as far as just having a resource for Jordan Love, and he learned all that through osmosis and watching him play, and they talked, and we love what Aaron Rodgers says, and when Aaron Rodgers says Jordan Love's going to be good because they've had all these conversations, like we want to buy into it. Yet at the same breath, some people are trying to say, yeah, they only another veteran in the room. Like <laughs> to me, like that explains, yes, you should have had a veteran in that room. Uh, most teams, when they go with a young QB, they put a veteran in there just like so be a sounding board. Jordan Love can say, hey man, like. Crosby is scaring the crap out of me. Have you had a situation like this? And PJ Walker, someone can come in, whoever it is who's had, you know, let's say a season's worth of starts or more, could be like, yeah, man, like I get it. Like, here's what you need to do, or here's how you can calm down from this, or here's an experience that I went through, and here's how I got through it. They don't have any of that. And again, that was not, the Packers have enough money to do some of these things. So I do think if, now this is the asterisk, if their goal was to win football games, they 100% missed the boat by not adding free agents. But I right. also would say, if their goal was to get a true look at what Jordan Love... I think they're doing Jordan Love a disservice. They are not yeah. allowing Jordan Love to be the best version of himself by not having more veterans around this team because whether it's for someone to lean on, but also, as Jason Willie talked about yesterday in that interview, is Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places, brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration. Uh, that in that He talked, and he said, yeah, Mercedes Lewis might take longer to get to the spot, but at least he's in the right spot. Right. And, and these, some of these guys in Kraft and Musgrave are running to the wrong spot. And like that doesn't help out Jordan Love. Yeah. So I just think the Packers screwed it up by not having more veterans. I mean, I... I see what you're saying, and I, I don't necessarily disagree because I think Jordan Love could have or potentially had the opportunity to improve. He could have been better with some uh, with, with some veteran help, right? <clears throat> Just knowing if you have a wide receiver or a tight end who knows where they're going, you're confident they're going to be there, you can put the ball there mm-hmm. and have confidence that they're either going to be able to catch it or make sure no one else can make a play on it. But the big thing for me is – is I really believe that the Packers were trying to get through the season with literally as minimal bonus dollars needed to be paid as possible because next year is the year that they're actually going to go all in with Jordan Love. I, I really do think that Jordan Love's going to have the reins next year, regardless of how he – I mean, maybe not entirely regardless, but if he continues, shows a little bit more improvement and is a little bit better at the end of the season than he is right now, I think he's going to have the reins for next year. That's when I think they'll put some more pieces around him and hopefully that experience that he gained this year and then some veteran presence next year 
could put him in a good position. Like, I, I don't hate it because the Packers are essentially were in like cap purgatory with the Rodgers thing, Bakhtiari being the highest paid guy in your Yeah, but some of these one-year deals you could have... Right, no, and I'm not saying it wasn't possible, but I don't hate the idea of just like, let's see what our team has here. That way next year when we are starting to pick up some people and we have all this maybe bonus cap space that we did save, we can really key in on positions that need help that we really believe that a veteran is going to make the biggest impact because when you have a new quarterback and you get some veterans it's kind of like throwing poo up against the wall and see what sticks you're not really sure where he's going to struggle and what you're going to need right now what i'm seeing we're going to need some offensive line help maybe some veterans that can help shore up an offensive line help get that run game going is going to help open up a lot for Jordan Love. Maybe a wide receiver, like one veteran guy, maybe not the fastest guy in the world, maybe not the the most talented catcher in the world, but someone who runs the routes the way they're supposed to be run and is in the spot Jordan Love needs, needs him to be. Mm-hmm. I think those kind of things, now that we kind of see what flaws Jordan Love has in his game, now the Packers can actually address them instead of going too all in this season when you don't really know. They're trying to figure out Jordan Love. That's all this season's been about. And what they do next year is going to be very telling on how they feel about Jordan Love. But right now, this is still feel it out. Feel it out season. See how Jordan Love does season. Is this guy going to be able to run the team for the next year or the next five years season? That's where we're at with Jordan Love. So I don't hate that they didn't do it. They would be in a lot better position if they did. But I understand the long-term goal. Eyes on the prize. Okay, but counterpoint. Counterpoint. LaFleur hates this. LaFleur yeah. needs to win football games to keep his job, no matter however you for want sure. to spin it. And Jordan Love, I'm sorry if he is running for his life and not having enough out there to keep himself upright and get the best out of him. You're not going to learn your point. much. You're not going to learn much. So we're honestly, I just did a little one-year deals just to, right. just to give him a little bit more because I think they've set Jordan Love and LaFleur up for failure. Because what did mm-hmm. I say at the beginning of the year? I said if the Packers get injured, they're screwed. Maybe a little handshake deal behind the behind the closed doors assured Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love that this is one of those seasons. We're seeing what we got. We will give you your pieces next year. Don't worry about the results. You're not yeah. gone after I, this season. I, I wouldn't trust that. If, if that I don't know if, if I trust if, it, but if I can that deal see was that happen, happening. Then, he, then LaFleur says, give me my money. But here's – it's a simple fix, Matt. I'm not talking about starters. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a veteran backup. I'm talking yes. about uh, let's your third tight end. Let's keep it Mercedes Lewis and instead you know just well, so let's we keep can him talk around. to Kraft and right. talk to Musgrave. And, there, and then if someone gets hurt, and this is the point, like the fact the problem I had was that they have rookies stacked upon rookies or young players stacked upon young players. I get your point. Roll out there with the young guys as the starters. But when Christian Watson gets hurt, then you have to go to Romeo Dobbs. And when Dobbs is hurt, you're going to Reed and then Torrey. You're getting like Musgrave to Kraft, like all the it's young player. I. I love the idea of playing the youngsters. I agree with you on that mm-hmm. part of it. But when they got hurt, now you're going to even lesser young players right. and who are probably not part of your future outside of being backups. And so we're on the same page there. I just think that that's where they screwed up is that in the mm-hmm. depth, not at the top, but at the bottom, fill that roster a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, you know what you can do is you can get yourself a truck from Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb like I did. Uh, you can have a better buying experience at Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb like I did as well. Uh, go see Dan or go see Aaron out there at Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. Uh, you're only minutes away from a better buying experience. What do you need? What are you looking for? A new Silverado, new Colorado, a new to you truck, uh, whatever it is. The most important part is, and I've had this better buying experience. You're going to have a good experience at Simmons Chevy 
in Mount Horeb. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Everlight Solar Studio, Rutledge and Hamilton continues. We are going to get into throwing some stones in a minute, but today, like every day, is a good day to go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Say what's up to our guy, Lee. Mm. Get yourself a steak sandwich. Get yourself a steak dinner. Uh, they have... Uh, getting old-fashioned. Getting old-fashioned. They have... Uh, I think Alex Stroh, friend of the show, loves the, the mashed potatoes there, so uh, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> what a child. Right? Is that going well with that strofe beef? Is that on the menu there, too? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, whatever it is that your taste is, Lee and the team over there at, at uh, Rooster Steakhouse in Middleton have you covered. That uh, happy hour, Jim. Sizzle, swizzle, and swirl. Yeah, give Best. me the calamari, baby. Yes. The calamari with the happy hour deals right. on the cocktails. I'm going to make a note here to call Lee. We need to get out there. So mm-hmm. when you're back in town, we're going to get out there. We're going to have a calamari. Yes. That's what uh, we're going to do. That, and it, it is a heaping portion of calamari. Have Don't try and get it for yourself. Bring some friends. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, guys, it is time to throw some stones here in Rutledge and Hamilton. Now, we all know sticks and stones may break our bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. Though, I will say, somebody who wasn't confusing their words is Micah Parsons. I don't know if you saw over the weekend, but the uh, Dallas Cowboys were obviously stomped by mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football, and George Kittle uh, revealed his <laughs> undershirt at one point saying oh, yeah. uh, the phrase F Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, presented it to the cameras, presented it to some of the fans in the stands after scoring one of his three touchdowns, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and Micah Parsons had a response to it on his podcast, The Edge, earlier this week. George Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. He said, F Dallas. I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. Kittle's my guy, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. That's cool. All right, guys. So I ask you, do you think that Cowboys, do you think they'll get that get back later on this year? Or is San Francisco just head and shoulders above everyone else in the NFC at this point? Matt, I'll start with you. I mean, they might get another crack at uh, playing them if they can figure it out and get to a playoff game. They might get another crack at San Francisco, but they ain't winning that game. Now, Parsons... On the defensive side of the ball, it's tough to win the game. Like, you can do really good and put your offense in great spots. He is going to make sure Kittle knows he is there. So, I think that's what he's saying. It's like, Kittle, you think you're going to get a chip block in before you run off? No, 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 no. I am going to make sure you get laid out. And I think whatever, if they do meet again, it would definitely be something I'd be intrigued into watching. All right. Yeah, I mean... How much actually can happen, friend of show, George Kittle? Like, I don't know how yeah, much. Sure. Yeah. 
Parsons can do within the the bandwidth of the game. And Brian Bulaga, who was on with us on Monday when we had the the Packers pregame takeover of our show, uh, he talked about how, like I think he said, Al Harris sometimes would get over his skis or get a little too into it. So there's a fine line there, and there's a space between this game. So I think it'll all cool. I think nothing will come of it. But I like it. It's like a little trash. Own it. Like I'm all for it. It's one of the NFL's best rivalries. It would be really cool if they became like two polar opposites for the next few years. That'd be a lot of fun to see. Yeah. And speaking of which, polar opposites, though, some would say they're sort of uh, brothers in the worst division in uh, college football. The Badgers and the Iowa Hawkeyes do play this weekend. They've been mirror images of each other for a lot of years, obviously. Badgers running the ground and pound. Iowa, same thing, on def- being great on defense as well. But I ask you guys, is this... Do you feel like the Badgers-Hawkeyes rivalry, is it like the most important to you each year as a Badgers fan? Or which one which one really is like close to your heart for hatred? Jim? How about we do it like this? Besides the Gophers. Besides the Gophers? <laughs> really? I Honestly, Matt, Jim, I thought you would say Illinois first. It's still the Gophers. I mean, P.J. Fleck... And now, beat, now the Gophers have beaten us a few times. Like the Gophers are number one, but the okay. Bage, the Bajiers uh, versus the Hokai is <laughs> amazing. You don't know this? <laughs> the Bajiers versus you know the, the Bajier versus I've the Hokai. I've heard that before. Yes. So wait, I don't know the story, but I've heard it. All right, not, not at all. No. I'll have to play some for both of you during the break. It's a YouTube clip where someone does a basically it sounds like a nature video mm. about the and they go the Bajir versus the Hokai and it's about like I think warring tribes back in the day and it talks oh, about how the okay. big uh, burly Bajir is slow but they're strong and now they're orange <laughs> like it really it's fantastic. How have you not seen it? It's an amazing video. You know what? Share it on Jim and at Jim and Matt for anyone uh, who hasn't seen it. But I, I would imagine I this is uh, maybe ten years ago. It's a YouTube thing. Okay. It was bigger in YouTube right around the time Honey Badger came out. Oh yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. Badger and the Hawkeye. But uh, Gophers number one for me. All right, Matt. Yeah, I hate the Gophers. Like Gophers. Oh, well, yeah, the Golden Gophers are the worst. Uh, that is the most important trophy to the Badgers. Now that said, if I wanted to pick another team that I hated going up against and really enjoyed watching the Badgers get a dub out of it was Michigan State. Really? Yeah, so they had the same logo as my high school. We were both the Spartans. Very similar logo by the end of my tenure uh, there. We did a logo switch and it copied the Spartans. And I do believe we had like the same like fight song. So I... As like a high schooler and you know dumb prideful kid was like, oh yeah, Michigan State obviously was like stealing that from us, and I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't like the match. Obviously, I knew they weren't. I knew that, but it was okay. like I didn't like that it was the same. We stole their logo. We had the same fight song. Didn't like Michigan State. That was again. That was Kirk Cousins' years. Okay, wasn't when a they fan. Beat him, yeah, they beat him on that Hail Mary. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I was not a big fan of Michigan State. There was a lot of back and forth that the Badgers had with them with me growing up. So Michigan State's like my second least favorite team, right behind the Gophers. All right, not a fan of Antonio. I can relate. I my high school had the exact same logo as Nebraska. They stole it from us too. I know. Yeah, dude, it's, it's real. I know. Um, so, obviously, Matt Hamilton doesn't really know his history, but <laughs> Jim Rutledge does when it comes to the Hawkeye and the Bajir. And for that, you get the win today, Jim. Nah, the little idiot from Nina, Wisconsin picked Robin. Whoa! <laughs> hey there! The Cornhusker from Nina, Wisconsin. The, corn, the Nina Cornhuskers. The Nina Rockets. Thank you. We stole it from Houston. We steal our logo, our name. We just all all the copyright infringement you can imagine when it comes to Nina High School. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Chris Orr coming up next.
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. If something. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. This is a battle of toughness and whose will prevails. Deep down inside the will to play because it's going to be a nasty physical game. Defensively, this is the most I run defense to get tested without a doubt. It's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it again and he's hit and sacked for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Rivalry week here on ESPN Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. We're now joined by former Badger Chris Orr. Chris, thanks for taking the time to hop on with us. Man, no problem. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, Chris, really quick. Are vests lame? You said what? Like a vest. Are vests what? Lame. Lame? Ah, I think, man, it just depends. Be I think real. It on when... What about Alex Strofe wearing a vest with the company name on it? <laughs> oh, is Strofe wearing a vest? Is Strofe wearing a vest? Yes. <laughs> okay, is okay. Wearing a vest? Yes. Perfect. That's kind of what I was getting at. I didn't want to necessarily throw him under the bus immediately, but <laughs> thanks for helping me out. With yeah, that. he's yeah. not a vest guy. He's not a vest guy. He's definitely a. Uh, uh, he needs like plaid shirts and khakis. That's who he is. <laughs> I That's the only you, time he looks representable. Yeah, you so see, you need to help him out because I think as we talk about it here, Chris is Matt's loving this as well. Um, Alex needs, you know, you talk about football teams needing an identity. Like Alex needs an identity to just own. Like, what does he do well? What is he going to wear for clothes? Like, and just be your sweet spot. Like Matt Hamilton's got an identity. It's been rough like, the last couple of days, dude. He told me his brown shoes didn't match jeans at all, and then oh, told man. me that I didn't know how to dress. So I I balled out today and put on my nice oh. toned down clothing that uh, I was like, "This is presentable, Alex. I don't always have to be the clown." Look, look. Stroke <laughs> can't give out any type of uh, fashion advice at all. Not, not at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't even know it works for him. I think, I think one thing for sure, one thing for sure, he should never wear short sleeves. The shortest his sleeve length should be is three quarters because he doesn't have any muscle mass in his arms. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> you know how some people tie it like they would you have him do cuff his pants? He needs to cut cuff his shirts to make yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, cuff his shirt. Yeah. Cuff his shirt. Oh, Looks like he's man. out of uh, the movie uh, Grease. He's got yeah, roll. Up <laughs> take a look a little tighter. Oh, man. All right, as we continue to take uh, random shots at Alex Strofe. And that's speaking what we do of lame, Badgers play the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes are yeah. Uh, lame. Yeah. That's not lame. It's lame now. No, the Hawkeyes are lame because we're going to get that 10-point win. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think that's what I like I'm that. feeling. There's a, there's, a few things, there's a few things to look out for. I think that this this game will tell us a lot about our Badgers because mm-hmm. I think Iowa can get home with four. I like their D-line. They had a really good D-line last year. Uh, their back end is nice. Cooper DeDean, his coming out party was against us last year. My goodness. 
he single-handedly beat us last year. Um, so they have, they always play good defense. Um, their defense is built to bend but don't break. But I'm more so worried – well, not worried, but one thing to look out for is how our O-line holds up in pass rush. Not necessarily run game, but pass rush. And how this new run game looks against uh, a stingy front like Iowa. Because it's not the same. Like, I know everybody, like, our, our numbers, like, we've been running the ball well, and we, we should always be able to do that. But it's not the same when you don't have the extra hats in the box. And I think that they're going to put the hats in the box. I think they're going to say, yeah, we're going to dare Mordecai to beat us with his arm, not with his legs. So it's, it's going to be a fun game, man. I think it's going to be a fun game. But I do think we get a 10-point win. Um, especially with the rain. I think the running game could be really yeah. important there. But, Chris, yeah. side note. For sure. Have you seen, because I referenced it earlier to these guys, and maybe it's something that's a little bit old, but it was made with highlights from when Brad Norman did the fake kick and Monte Ball had, I think, three touchdowns. But the YouTube video. The Hawkeye and the Bajir. <laughs> Thank you. These two guys look like to me. I was insane. Like, no, I, I heard people say it. I didn't know what they were referencing. I was just like, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're going to post no, that no, at you in a minute, but it's a good time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that. But honestly, I think if you ask the current guy, I don't know if they would know unless an older player told them or showed them. Yeah. But I think I knew because, like, my freshman was 2015, and we had a lot of guys still from the 14 and even getting recruited in 13 or on the team in 13. So I knew all about it from uh, from when I first got to uh, campus. So, yeah, no, I definitely know what you're talking about. I love that video. The best, I, that video. I just love it. The best part with all the Ferentz faces. Uh, pure, yeah. unadulterated <laughs> sass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all the same face. <laughs> and the fact that Ferentz is still there still makes it great there. Well, but, I'll, I'll send that video to Mordecai. What's that? What's crazy is Ferentz is a, he's a cool guy, man. He's actually a cool guy. Yeah. I met him at uh, Big Ten Media Days. I didn't know he smiled either. <laughs> I didn't know he had any facial expressions either. <laughs> you know what? You know, you mentioned that I have interviewed him uh, before too at Big Ten Media Days. He's a good guy. I mean, it's just funny and it's a good time. But so to the this game uh, and looking back at the last game against Rucker, I was impressed with uh, Jackson Aker. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. He ran hard, man. He like like I said, it's a different. He still added a different dynamic to the run game. Like it, it was different from what we got from Chaz. You know, Chaz was he had more lateral lateral quickness and he had a really good burst. But I think what Jackson brings is just a, a true hammer. Like not necessarily a knock on Braylon, but he doesn't necessarily run behind his pads like uh, Jackson does. He was looking for contact. That has like, right, right. Jackson's looking for contact, and, and Braylon more so runs with like great contact balance. Like he's going to break all of these tackles just because he has amazing balance where Jackson is trying to put his screws into somebody's chin, almost like a linebacker, man. I love it. <laughs> of course. So I, I've i kind of got a question. I'm curious about, like, playing in the rain. Like, it's supposed to be pretty rough uh, weather here on Saturday, right? Uh-huh. What is the hardest part about playing in the rain, like, on both sides of the ball? What's the hardest part as a defender? What's the hardest part as an offensive t- uh, player? Right. I mean, honestly, it's the same exact thing. For an offensive guy, it's catching the ball. The ball gets really slick, especially since nowadays we have those, like, sticky gloves. Mm-hmm. They actually, it actually works the opposite once they get wet. It just slides right through your hands. Um, and then on defense, it's the same thing. If you're wearing those sticky gloves, then you'll just slide off the tackle. So now you'll see – you'll probably see some guys out there with, like, some baseball gloves on or, like, rain gloves, essentially what we call them but they're basically just baseball gloves. Actually, a fun fact, I hope if somebody's listening from the team, 
they need to take note of this. We had a game, man, we had a game uh, in 2017. We're playing Purdue. It was raining. It was pouring down in pregame warm-ups. So everybody goes into the locker room. It's like, man, get your rain gloves on. Get your rain gloves on. I put my rain gloves on. We come out. First drive, it's, it's raining lightly, not crazy. It's raining lightly. I drop a pick. It slides right through my hands, man, because you got the rain gloves on, and you didn't need them. So you just got to be really on top of it, man. You got to be really on top of it because everything gets slick. You, it just depends on what you're wearing. I would love to see what I want to see. I want to see some guys out there with no gloves. I want to see the no gloves. I want to see the finger tapes. I want to see some cowboy collars because I will suck eye week and they <laughs> think they can punk everybody. So we got to go out there and shorten their necks. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so it does get me to my next question now about rain. What side of the ball has more of an advantage when it's raining? Oh, for sure defense. Yeah. I would say for sure defense. Mainly just because, like, teams, if throwing the ball isn't as efficient in the rain. It's, right. It's not that efficient because the ball's going to get wet no matter how much you dry it off, no matter how much the quarterback dries his hands off. The ball's going to get wet. So you you get into the mindset defensively of, like, okay, let's just hurry up and stop the run. Let's hurry up and get them to, get them to the point of where – they're thinking, man, the run game's not working. Then we get to go hunt. We get to go bring some pressure on your quarterback, all, all of that. So, yeah, definitely the defense has a has an advantage. and Guys can't get in and out of their breaks as, as nice uh, offensively. But you have that same problem on defense. But right. mainly because of that ball being wet, you can't really throw the ball as much as you might want. Or even so hold it as a running back. <laughs> right, exactly. Even holding it as a running back, like, you know, everybody's taught to – eagle claw and bring the ball up against your chest plate and wrist under 10 all of that like the tighter you hold it man your jersey's getting slick because you didn't fell on the ground your jersey's wet so it'll it's going to pop out unless you have no gloves on interesting all right hey chris before we let you go i mean give us the the score prediction of how we're going to get there for the badgers Ooh, we i think that uh i think the first half is i'm not i don't want to say ugly i just think it's a Neither one of us are going to put up many points. I think we put up more points. I think we go into halftime maybe like 14-6 or something like that. Who's drawing first blood? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're drawing first Okay, blood. okay. And and I think that we win the game like 24-13, to 13, something like that. All right. I like that. I like that win, and I think the, I think it'll be a rain-gross game, but I think it could be a throwback Braylon Allen game with uh, Aker. Just knocking yeah, some, for sure, for some sure. I want to see both those guys get twenty touches, man. We we need we still need a little bit of that back, man. I'm I'm sad that I'm not able to watch a old school. Just we're both in the eye, and this is just a pride war. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you might see a little bit this weekend. Yeah, Chris. Bef- yeah, we're definitely gonna see. We're definitely gonna see. It's just gonna look different, but we're definitely gonna see it. So you are an honorary captain. So are you giving like a uh, a pep? talk to the team out there or what's going on hey man hey man if i need to then i will man i don't know man i might go i might go out there and uh gut punch fairness or something man give them some <laughs> little extra motivation man there you go <laughs> maybe maybe get a group email and send them all the bajir hakai video yeah, there you go yes <laughs> give them something to get hyped for well i mean it's got to be awesome to walk out there with a full stadium again for sure, for sure. That's definitely going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to experience it. Everybody that I know that's uh, been through it has told me that it's a it's a great time, so I can't wait. Well, we're happy for you, Chris. Well-deserved. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. That's Chris Soar. Uh, we'll be back after this. 
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Iron Jack poll questions for everyone today. First one we're asking, did the Packers make a mistake by not signing more offensive veterans this offseason? No. 51% of you say yes, mistake. Wow, that's a close one. What do we think about the wording of this question? Because doesn't it sound like they're offensive? Did the Packers make a mistake by not signing more offensive veterans this offseason? Offensive veterans. Come on. you, Come on, Jim. It's not every poll question you have to nitpick like this. <laughs> Okay? Not every single time. This we one is fine. Chase Claypool. We need someone more offensive on this team. <laughs> he is offensive. That's true. <laughs> they need, I mean, if they want offensive, they should have got like Antonio yeah, Brown. That or was, you, were, <laughs> you were just trying a little bit hard here to just dump on uh, a little, a little hard time. But you can just wear no, it No, but I think it's in good. What? I like it. I love that you're doing it. More but. free agents on offense. What's wrong with offensive veterans? Because it's the same, because it the says same offensive thing. veterans. No, yeah. it doesn't. It certainly could. It could. And fastest okay. is very important. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> I'm sorry that my poll, my poll question wording offends you. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What a, that wording what, offends me. What a, what a, <laughs> what offensive preaching to the backers of sign? Who? I mean, that is actually kind of a fun question. What offensive NFL player should they sign? Oh God! One of the uh, Odell twins? Beckham Jr. He's not that offensive. Oh come on, he what had his Odell moments. Offensive? His dad is when he's posting YouTube highlight clips of him not getting right. The ball Chase Claypool would have could have been one. up there. Uh, who's that guy? Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. Yeah, yeah. 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 The guy from the Bills, uh, the slot receiver. Oh, uh, Mil- uh, Cole, Beasley? Cole Beasley. Cole's Beasley. Yeah, he's Cole's offensive. Beasley. Yeah. I don't, is he even on that team anymore? No, no he's not in the NFL. Dallas yeah, last time I saw him. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. annoying and you're not, and you're just fringe, you just get pushed out yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah. Like, when yeah. you're offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now you know Chase Claypool shows enough promise on offense that they're willing to deal with how offensive he can be. Yeah. Fun with words here on Rutledge and Hamilton. <laughs> the other question. The puns. Which, out of the also, which also Wollersheim screwed up today because this is not what we wanted to ask. Here's the thing. If he didn't screw it up, I don't think we'd be following like the core values of our show. True. But one of the things that we picked Wollersheim for was that there were other people that like could have been producers of the show were like, ah, they're a little sloppy on like, posting yeah, poll questions. Wollersheim keeps it tight. And then sloppy. Just disaster. <laughs> sloppy. Are the Packers closer to a one-win team or a three-win team? Uh, we got enough votes on it so quickly we just had to leave it, but 53% of you say closer to a one-win team. That's also a lot closer than I thought. You guys want to know something hilarious? What's that? I just posted another thing on Jim and Matt. Oh, God. I made a spelling mistake. <laughs> uh, let's get to Rutledge and Hamilton at Jim and Matt. Uh, did you post the Bajir? Or what I finally you- found the Bajir video because YouTube, or YouTube, uh, Twitter crashed for like five minutes while uh, Chris Roar was on with this, but I finally found the video and I was going to share it and said, in case you need help getting... For another vicious matchup of the Hawkeyes and the Bejiers, and then I tagged the person who made the original video. Yeah. So it is now at Jim and Matt. But in case you need help getting another vicious matchup, not getting ready for, not getting ready for, not a game, not yeah. a game, but getting for a vicious matchup of the Hawkeyes. Can and I also Bejiers. add this, Matt Hamilton? How would you phonetically spell Hawkeye and 
Badgers. Now this Badgers. Was, this was tough because I was really They are the sure. Badgers. They say it Badgers. So B A D Badgers. J. Okay. But but you also left off. You said it's like ba because there's no D. <laughs> ba Badgers because he yeah. didn't put a D in there because he did the Hawkeyes. But I, the Hawkeyes. Uh, it's ha. Huh. So ha. He did ha. Ha would be H A and like an H. And then he put keys, K-E-Y-S, Kai's. Kai, that's, he spelled it as Ha-Keys. Ha-Keys. And Ba-Jeers. <laughs> yeah. But actually Ba-Gears, because it's a G. Ba-Gears. <laughs> oh, yeah, it should have been a J, I oh, guess, right? There. Could you have made a worse post? He left the proper word. He left think, the word out, Matt Hamilton. I think it's not that bad. I knew what in you case meant, you need after help, hearing it. Once you hear Matt, it, you do, but we're yeah. just Matt, looking at in it. In case you need help getting for another vicious matchup of the <laughs> Ha-Keys and the Ba-Gears... <laughs> I mean, okay. it gets better this way. Honestly, yeah, this is fitting. Is two hours too long? Should we get a second producer for hours? I need, I need, I need a nap in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Lord. Okay, it is running downhill. <laughs> Prime time, time. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't know who's going to be able to ro- revive your career, but I know if you oh, had an accident hey. or some issue with your house or business, revive <laughs> restoration could help you revive that situation. Nobody plans for an accident to happen, but when they do you can count on revive restoration and the revive pros to be professional efficient and detail oriented as they make things right again my buddy phil he had a flood two days later dry basement ready to get going get his life back on track again so fast and they can do the same for you the longer you're out of commission the longer your business is struggling the longest your home life is going to have issues you want to fix these accidents as soon as they come and accidents like water damage fire damage smoke damage mold storm damage and a whole lot more revive restoration has your home covered 24 7 365 days a year there's no project too big or too small so the next time you need help restoring your home or business back to its former glory revive restoration has your back you can go to revivepros.com check them out check out their 24 7 hotline for emergency situations that's revivepros.com yeah it is matt hamilton Whoa, they're also sponsor that transition of, was so uh, wisconsin good. on demand uh, so wherever you listen to podcasts you can hear uh listen back to the show and that's brought to you by good friends at revive restoration so we had mark tauscher on today we had chris Orr on today so you miss any of those you can listen back uh to both of those stations there but um, I thought, you know, Chris has got me amped for this Iowa game. Like, yeah. I think I underestimate the Iowa rivalry, and I think Deacon Hill playing quarterback for the Badger, or excuse me, for Iowa, former Badger quarterback. Did you need it. help getting for another game? I did. <laughs> the, for another okay, vicious the matchup? The, ha- the Hockeys. The Hockeys. <laughs> Gosh, Ryan, this was... <laughs> I was trying to help you out after reading it. It makes... Zero sense. The more you read it, the worse <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, it really, really is. is. It really is. Can you take it down? Because you tagged someone in it. Like <laughs> I, I tagged, I tagged like, the, look, the creators of the original yeah, video. That's embarrassing. Yeah, just, look, look how stupid we are. Cut it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Can, just pull prime time. Pull the ripcord. Trim the fat from <laughs> yeah. the from the Twitter account, please. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna have to just face dive on that <laughs> one there. All right, All right. Yeah. we're gonna have to get. get <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna pull out there. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable. We need a bye week so we can get figure out what situation works best for Ryan Wollershire. Don't you have a bye week? Because sometimes week, the hosts aren't it. Sometimes the producer ain't it. Sometimes it's the coach. Uh, whatever it is. But if one of them's wrong, it's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ben Relich and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. See ya.